Welcome to Worldwide Wrestling of the World! Four corners to make up a box-like structure, and coincidentally, they make up WWW's Four Corners pay-per-view. Hey, people, Scabbard here, reminding you to check us out on social media at LegitWWW, and if you like the show, give us a rating or write a review. It really does help us out. And now let's get into the highlights from the Four Corners pay-per-view. In typical WWW fashion, this hyped-up pay-per-view began with an absolutely absurd match seeing Berserker defend the hide-and-seek belt against Duke Wellington in the first-ever Clean Your Clock match. It looks like the WWW management has caught on to the popularity of Berserker's vacuum cleaner gimmick and are really leaning into it with this match. This no-disqualifications matchup pits the two competitors against each other in a ring filled with cleaning supplies with no real rules. And in practice, it's just as crazy as it sounds. Duke Wellington made his way to the ring first and took his time going through the different mops, brooms, and buckets available to him, ultimately landing on what looked like a Swiffer jet cleaner. He took up a defensive pose in the middle of the ring waiting for Berserker to make his entrance. Berserker is typically one to charge headfirst into an attack with reckless abandon, his own health be damned. And so everyone was surprised, especially Duke Wellington, when Berserker slipped out from his hiding place under the ring and blindsided Wellington with his barbed wire wrapped vacuum. The attack wasn't as direct a hit as it could have been though, it seemed as if Wellington heard Berserker's approach and avoided the brunt of the attack. It was still more than enough to knock him to the ground though, and cause a very small cut on the back of his head. Wellington made a quick recovery, avoiding a secondary attack of the vacuum and taking the offensive. Duke used his speed to hit Berserker in the face with the Swiffer wet jet, temporarily blinding the crazed man. This may not have been the best plan of attack though, as it led Berserker to just begin wildly swinging his vacuum in all directions with no apparent pattern, resulting in clipping Wellington a few times as he tried to avoid the attacks. Eventually, Berserker regained enough of his sight to resume slightly more normal attacks, or normal for him at any rate. Wellington was crouched in the corner hiding when Berserker decided to just hurl the vacuum at him from across the ring. This really did some damage to him, he seemed barely able to stand for the rest of the match. Berserker wasted no time in throwing every housekeeping apparatus he could get his hands on while Duke sloppily danced his way around the ring. It was the five-gallon heavy-duty mop bucket that made direct contact with Wellington, dropping him instantly. Berserker went for the cover and got the 1-2-3. He was able to retain the hide-and-seek belt and looked good doing it. Wellington took a lot of heavy hits this match, which doesn't bode well for his top title defense later in the evening. Everyone was curious if the doctors would clear him for action after the beating he took at the hands of Berserker. Second match of the evening was expectedly a lot calmer, although still a fun match to watch. Reigning tag team champs Trace Hombres defended the title against the hot new team of Jean Jacket and Grandma Maze Balls, colloquially known as Jacket Balls. 
The Trace Hombres have become a fixture of the WWW Tag Division, successfully defending the title twice in the past few months, and with a near-perfect record of 7-1. Jacket Balls, on the other hand, have a record of 1-0 as a tag team, but individually have had some of the most memorable singles matches in recent WWW history. As usual, Jacket Balls got a huge pop from the crowd upon their arrival aboard the Factory Cat GTR battery-powered floor scrubber, and even took an extra lap around the ring to get the crowd going. The Trace Hombres aren't without their fans, though, and have earned a lot of our respect as one of the fiercest tag teams we've seen in the WWW. The match started at a slower pace, to the benefit of the Trace Hombres. These are some of the bigger guys that you'll see inside the ring and they try to keep their opponents playing at their speed. Rick Bigley Jr. started out against Gene Jacket, with both men methodically pacing around each other, looking for an opening. Jacket was smart though, and before long, changed the pace of the match, with a series of quick tags to his partner, Grandma Maceballs. Each time they tagged, they would take advantage of the brief double team to light up Bigley Jr., who on more than one occasion hit the deck. The hombres mounted a comeback though, with a tag into brother Rick Bigley, and they almost pulled off their devastating finisher, Menage a Claw, but Amazeballs had it scouted and was able to wiggle his way out. With Amazeballs momentarily free, he ran along the apron and delivered a huge hurricanrana to Rick Bigley Jr., taking him off the ring the hard way. This gave Gene Jacket a clear field with the smaller Rick Bigley, who he took down with a series of lariats. Grandma Amazeballs quickly rejoined his partner in the ring, and they dished out their patented double dicker to Rick Bigley and got the one, two, three. And with that, the reign of the Bigleys is over, and we have brand new tag team champions, Jacket Balls. The next match on the card aimed to settle the feud between Lanch and Time Tanker in singles competition. Ever since Lanch appeared to take Acapella's voice, Time Tanker had it out for the big man, most recently interrupting the Fatal 4-Way to keep Lanch from winning. Lanch pounded his way down to the ring looking angrier than we've ever seen him. He's vowed to take out Time Tanker for good, and that hatred was written all over his face. As Lanch was angrily waiting inside the ring, the lights went out throughout the arena. A swirling fog slowly enveloped the ring, and when the lights came back on, Time Tanker was standing directly behind Lanch and instantly began his attack. Despite Lanch's immense size weighing in at 629 pounds, the blitz attack took him off his feet. Time Tanker didn't relent either, he jumped right on top of Lanch and continued dishing out lefts and rights. Eventually, Lanch was able to push the time traveler off and regain some composure. This was when the match really shined, almost becoming a game of cat and mouse, with Lanch making wild lunges at Time Tanker and Time Tanker nimbly avoiding his every effort. Since Time Tanker began training with Jilly Blanks, his movements have become much faster, something Lanch learned the hard way. While it may not sound super exciting, there was something captivating about watching this huge dude taking wild swings and rushing at his competitor who always knew just when to duck, roll, or flip out of the way. And he delivered crushing kicks as a receipt. Things came to a head with what seemed like the simplest of moves, but executed brilliantly. It was just another instance of Lanch bull rushing across the ring at Time Tanker who was poised near the ropes calmly. At the last possible second, he hit Lanch with a drop toe hold effectively guillotining Lanch on the ropes. The sheer weight of the big man hitting the ropes in such a way caused the entire ring to shake and nearly collapse, but it held. With Lanch completely winded, Time Tanker delivered the robot power-up and got the one, two, three on the big boy. The excitement of the night only picked up from here with the WWW's first ever mixed tag match. 
Ourselves and the fans of Worldwide Wrestling of the World have been clamoring for a women's division and women's wrestlers to be included in the WWW for years. And it seems that the hashtag why not social media campaign started this year is to credit for this. While it's far from a women's division, we finally have some women competitors that we get to see in action. This match pitted the siblings Mike Moore and Jillian Blanks against his former trainer Jim Jones alongside Karen Cage, who seems to have beef with basically everybody, especially Moore and Blanks. The entrances for each team was almost as interesting to watch as the match itself. Jilly Blanks was the first wrestler to be seen, and she had to literally pull her brother, Mike Moore, down the ramp. He seemed to gain some confidence as the fans popped, but it was still a strange sight, seeing Jilly holding his hand and leading him to the ring. Jim Jones and Karen Cage came out together, but each looked incredibly confident. Jones had his typical gallon jug of Kool-Aid, which he chugged to the top of the ramp, sloshing all over his face. As they made their way down the ramp, countless fans against the railing handed him cups of Kool-Aid, which he proceeded to guzzle. Karen, meanwhile, took the time to inspect and yell at every security guard she came across, apparently thinking they weren't doing a good enough job. <laughs> Starting the match was Jim Jones and Mike Moore, the trainer taking on his former pupil. Jones seemed full of energy and was bouncing all over the ring. Moore, on the other hand, looked like he was about to be sick as he slowly bobbed around in his corner. As the bell rang, Jones went on the offensive, charging headfirst into Mike Moore. Moore just stood there, too shocked or nervous to fend off the attack, and he immediately hit the ground hard. The jolt of impact must have awakened something in him though, because he sat bolt upright, looked at Jones square in the eye, and defiantly stood up. Jones rushed in again, going for a clothesline, but this time Moore was ready and ducked underneath, locking up Jones from behind. Moore held Jones in place for a few seconds as he appeared to think about what to do and decided on a German suplex. Jones began crawling towards his corner, puking up mouthfuls of what looked like red Kool-Aid as he went. At the first sight of the vomit, Moore collapsed, but he was luckily close enough to his corner that his sister, Jilly, could tag herself in. As Jilly entered the ring, Jones was able to reach his corner, tag in Karen Cage, and roll under the ropes, collapsing on the apron. This match was now down to the only female competitors, Jilly Blanks and Karen Cage. Jilly, an expert at Tai Bo, methodically stalked around her opponent, waiting for her opening. Karen, on the other hand, is a complete loose cannon, and suddenly charged at Jilly, hitting her with a hard spear. Jilly is tough, though, and bounced right back from the hit delivering a few roundhouse kicks of her own. The match was well-paced, each wrestler getting off some solid attacks and really keeping us guessing. The one thing we knew for certain was that Mike Moore and Jim Jones were out, each passed out in their respective corners. Things took a turn when Jilly hit Karen with a huge missile dropkick against the ropes, sending her over the top rope and to the outside. After taking a moment to rile up the fans, Jilly ran off the ropes, built up some momentum, and hit Karen with a huge senton splash over the top rope. Yeah! At this point, Jim Jones began violently convulsing on the ring apron, all while spitting up purple Kool-Aid. The ref ran over to check on him, and with this brief distraction, Karen grabbed the mannequin arm from under the ring and walloped Jilly right across the head with it. 
she rolled the barely conscious Jilly Blanks into the ring and called the ref over to count, where she easily got the one, two, three. By the end of the match, the only competitor who was really standing was Karen Cage. Mike Moore was looking pretty shaky. His sister Jilly looked to be suffering a concussion, and Jim Jones was looking very pale. Jim, Jim, Jim Jones, Jim Jones, everybody, backstage here. What happened out there, Jim? Are you okay? You are looking quite pale. You did throw up what seems to be quite a bit of Kool-Aid. How are you feeling, man? Oh, my God. Uh, uh, I'm I'm doing great. That was a great match. Really fine competitors on both sides. Um, you know, I, I, I feel wonderful. Uh... Do you, do you have any? Do you have any Kool Aid on you? I could really use just. A, I'm. I'm feeling just parched, real parched. I don't think I should be giving you any more Kool Aid. Are you sure you're all right? You sure you don't need to see a doctor? You just. Uh, well, really, I, I. I gotta say, I. I. I feel wonderful right now. I. 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 I think. I think I can see th- through you right now. I see through you and your energy, and uh, it's beautiful. But really, I uh, my mouth is so incredibly dry right now. Do you like really nothing? Nothing on you? No, no, like no single serve packets. I can't say that I do. I do have some water. I no, thank you. No, no, please. Uh, so, Jim, you're you're. Former trainee Mike Moore, who who was in this match, uh, he was able to to get some offensive on you, which was really impressive to say the least. Uh, he did German suplex you, which you you then started, um, and I hate to say it as bluntly as it is, you then just started violently uh, vomiting all over the ring, and and we are concerned here. But um, you know, if you're saying you're all right, you're all right. Can you walk us through how Mike Moore? Bested Jim Jones at least for one move. Life's a roller coaster, Ugh. and you know, I, like this, there's ups, there's downs, and I was taking an up and a down, and you know, and some things came up, emotions came up, and uh, I don't, I don't know if I had a bad scallop or something, but um, I'm sorry. What, what, what did you say? Well, I was just. I was just wondering how a elite fighter, elite athlete like yourself could be bested by essentially still a, a rookie or a, a greenhorn. I'm still elite. I have it. I'm 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 top tier. Top tier athlete. Top tier. You know, I I I'm, I'm a specimen. They called me a specimen. They said we're gonna have to examine this. We're gonna have to take a look. Oh! oh ah! Jim! Jim! Holy shit! Uh, hello? Medical? We need anybody that has any sort of medical training at all. If you're a nurse practitioner, sure, that'll do. But really someone as a, in a doctorate, kind of PhD, MD. Scabbard. Because uh, he's... Scabbard, Whoa, no. Dr. Worm! Uh, sc- Scabbard. Oh, thank yeah. God, Dr. Nope. Worm. Okay. Nope. Oh nope. Nope. man! Nope. So he collapsed. No, he, he's, he's, he's. I'm sorry. He's he's dead. He's he's gone. What? No, 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 no. Yeah, we, we lost no. him. We mm, lost him. No, no. He's 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 dead. Scabbard. He's 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 dead. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, 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 how can you? T- I, was, uh, I was just he's, talking he's to him. He's dead. I was just, I know. Jim, I've, listen, Jim, I'm a worm. Jim, 
He's dead. Jim! I've seen a lot Jim! of bodies. Hey, Jim! Scabbard, he, he... He was drinking a lot of Kool-Aid before this, right? I mean, a lot of a lot of sugar in his blood and his Well, yeah, skin. I mean, literally gallons of Kool-Aid he was drinking just today. Skin is filled with sugar and is probably very, very sweet. Yeah, probably. I mean, I don't know, but like, I mean, he's, yeah, literally gallons of Kool-Aid. Yeah. And he's yeah, looking okay. very pale. Oh, my God. We need any sort of... Any sort of medical, anybody. Soft. Hey, I'll I'll take a I'll take a I'll take a RN for. He's for, dead, man. I got dibs. I'm sorry. Are, uh, are you eating right now? Well, scabbard. I mean, did you say you had dibs? No. No. Sometimes when you're a worm and you see a dead body, it just triggers a, a little bit of hunger. It's a perfectly natural, normal thing. Yeah. He's dead, though. For real, he's dead. Get an Undertaker in here. He's he's gone. Jim! Jim! Uh, yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, sorry about that, folks. <clears throat> uh, let's, uh, mm, let's get back to the highlights. And finally, the main event. The top title Four Corners match, unique to the WWW, where the ring is in the exact center of where four states meet. Arizona, Colorado, New Mexico, and Utah. As per usual WWW procedure, the rules are needlessly complicated. There are two competitors, each with their own zone, consisting of two states. In order to win, a wrestler needs to breach their competitor's zone and pin them inside one of their two states. The reigning champion gets first choice of which state to be in his zone, and Duke Wellington chose Colorado. It seemed to be a power move, meant to emotionally and mentally mess with Rado. Rado was up next, and chose Utah. Wellington made the smart decision of picking New Mexico, leaving Rado with Arizona as his second state. At least this way, the state in each wrestler's zone were adjacent to each other, making defense a little bit easier. This is a match that had everyone watching holding their breath from the very beginning. This was Rado's chance to not only win the top title, but to finally make it to Colorado. While he wasn't starting in the state, it was mere feet away from his starting position and it was a moment that everyone was highly anticipating. As the bell rang, Rado made a dash immediately towards Colorado, where Wellington was waiting for him at the state line and caught him with a super kick directly to the face. Staggered, Rado then had to face the oncoming Wellington's attack. Wellington still didn't seem completely healed up from his earlier beating at the hands of Berserker though, and definitely was moving slower than usual. Rado was able to easily avoid a second kick and quickly locked up Wellington in a grapple. As the two locked horns, Wellington slipped behind Rado and hit him with a big release German suplex, hurling him into the Arizona corner of the ring. Rado shook out the cobwebs, and when he stood back up had a look of complete and total determination in his eyes. He once again ran towards Wellington, meeting him close to the center of the ring. The two again locked up, and again Wellington maneuvered himself behind Rado, holding him steady. He went to give him another big release German suplex, this time aiming him towards the Colorado corner. 
Rado seemed to learn his lesson though, and was in the middle of backflipping out of it when the unthinkable happened. The absolute unthinkable happened. Instead of hitting the ground, landing his feet in Colorado for the first time, he just floated there. He hovered in the air, a few feet above the ring. Just fucking floating. Everyone lost their shit and had looks of total shock and awe on their faces, except, weirdly enough, Rado. He had a look of apoplectic rage on his face. He was so damn close to planting his feet in Colorado, and here some unearthly force had literally stopped gravity and prevented him from reaching his goal. This absolutely astonishing event only got stranger. As after a few seconds of Rado floating there, he fucking disappeared. He fucking disappeared. Immediately afterwards, Duke Wellington disappeared. And the next thing we knew, ourselves and all of the worldwide wrestling of the world crew were in a cavernous metal room, and we were all very, very confused. It took us a second to realize that this room was no longer at the Four Corners Stadium. In fact, it was no longer on Earth. We were surrounded by alien objects, so foreign to us we simply couldn't comprehend them. To drive the point home even further, at the far end of the room was a line of what we'll call beings, standing there, watching us. On a raised stage-like platform, Behind this row of beings was a very obviously alien figure, despite the fitted gray suit and the slicked back gray hair. This creature stepped forward and announced in a booming voice for all of us to hear. Seriously? Is that the best we could do? Intergalactic wrestling of the galaxy? We might as well call it wrestling in space for Christ's sake. No, 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 I know. <sighs> yes, we've all been a little busy, but it's it's very on the... Oh, okay, fine, 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 you're right, you're right. Intergalactic wrestling of the galaxy! Well, the news, I don't, you guys were in, we're in space and like, I don't feel that that's been being addressed. Um, number one news, huh, they're aliens. Number two, uh, also news to me, uh, I can breathe whatever air this is. I don't know what it is. Do you? I don't know where, uh, oh my God. I can't even, uh, I mean, am I, I don't know. Are we going to see our families again or like? Concerned about like how this is gonna because we can't you just here's the thing here's the thing um nope I don't got it I don't know what the thing is but I know that we're not 
really, I don't know why we did this show and talked about the other matches. I don't know why we talked about anything except for the fact that at the end, uh, we were all sucked into space and that aliens exist. Because that's, that's sort of, that's really the only item that we should be discussing. And, and I don't understand why you're both so calm about it. What is this thing? What is that? I can, everything's weird here. I can hear smells. Is that, is that everyone? Is it just me? So I can't even just, I don't even, what are these things? Like there's like weird like things here. I don't even know what these do. And I don't know. Okay, no, I, all right, let's get, we're gonna be fine. I think, but also probably not. And there's your fucking news. Hey, hey, Scabs, how's it going? Uh, and, uh, hi. Do you think this is something that's coming from WWW management or coming from the government? This is Dr. Worm, and that's the catchphrase. Digging those heels in, you know, and that was really the spirit of our matches. View it with a positive mentality. If you can self-reflect and look at the inner light within you, then, you know, they're all I don't, I don't know, I don't know. This seems a bit severe for National Guard. Right, thinking back on it, the noises that we heard over the PA system, those like beeps and, and that kind of thing, that I hadn't ever heard anything like that. It was unearthly almost. Got more. Experience. Pickles. By John. So, we are in fucking space. Dude, check it out. Look at, yeah. we are here in space, man. This uh, is awesome. Like, look at, the, look at this. Look at this knob here. Look at this thing I'm touching. Yeah. Look at this thing I'm touching right now. Look at the sound. Don't, 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 don't touch it. Yeah, don't, I mean, no. I'm, I'm touching it. Look at we this. don't know what it does. We don't know what anything does. Just, just. Craigie, Craigie, watch this, watch this. Yeah, how about that? Look at that. Oh look my God. Does. Oh my God! What is that gas? You don't know what don't that know. gas is. Or what it, it's fine. So yeah, Frankie's having some difficulties adjusting, but she—I I personally think she killed the news segment. Right to the point. I loved it. Well done, Frankie. Yeah, that was your best news segment, Frankie. This is great. I mean, I feel so light, and I feel so good right now, and uh, I'm just loving all the levers. I'm gonna touch all these levers. Uh, please, yeah, please stop touching the levers. We don't. I'm. I. I just. I, I'm. I'm sorry. I yelled just because we don't know what anything does we i don't understand why you guys are so cool with this because we we literally don't know if the people we loved on earth are even still alive holy shit dr worm look at this oh my god look what i found oh my god do you see what i found here dude look what i got space is fucking dope Check it out. Oh, oh my it's God. a factory kit. They got a factory kit here, dude. These aliens are hooking us up with our own factory kit GTR battery powered floor scrubbers. My God. Like, I couldn't ask for anything better. I haven't seen Bill Buttercup up here at all. This place is fucking amazing. No. no. Okay. Stop. All right. I don't know if this is a guy thing where you guys are like trying to play it cool that everything's fine and like maybe it will be, but I feel like we should all be approaching this a little more cautiously and with a little bit more critical thinking here because we are literally in space with actual aliens. And so, and, 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 you know, I've, we've all seen movies. Uh, sometimes they're friendly. A lot of times they're not. We, we don't know what the situation is that we're in yet. And I think we really need to just take a, take a, take a beat 
and maybe consider things rather than just walking around and touching goo that you don't know if it's going to turn you inside out uh, or, you know, just like, let's just, just bring it down a, a notch or two, you know, factory cat. Great. Ugh. Frankie, mm-hmm. look at this lever. Check this out. Oh my God. <laughs> Did you see that? Did you see what that does? Could have released someone into space and, you know, I, I don't know what to say to get through to you. You need to relax, Frankie. Oh, oh, I have, I have some thoughts. I have some thoughts. Uh, uh, Dr. Worm, have you noticed um, that you, you know, with your fancy new uh, Factory Cat GT scrubber, uh, which is so amazing and definitely the most exciting yeah, thing right. happening right now, Great. that there are no fucking floors here? Well, I mean, it, it'll, it'll clean. What? Have you seen the metal chassis on this thing? It's it's shiny. It's All so right. shiny. Come on, it's it's that's nice. It's All it's right. good. You should sit on it, Doctor Worm, and fire it up. Let's see what that yeah, does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, Frankie. Let's 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 get this baby going. Let's hear that cat purr. Come on. Oh my God. This is not. This is like this is like toxic masculinity taken to like. Is there idiotic masculinity? Is that a thing? Oh fuck. What is there a problem? Oh. Scabbard. Is there a problem? Scabbard, help. Yeah. Oh, no. Who could have predicted this? Who could have... If only someone had warned them. Dr. Worm? Um... Uh... I think... I think Dr. Worm's... I think he's floating away. Yeah, you think? Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. I think he's... Is he gone forever? Hmm. Maybe. I think he's gone forever. Is that the fucking catchphrase? 